Welcome to the Your Inner Babe podcast, Set That Bitch Free, episode five, the second Just Jack edition. It's pretty special to do an episode alone now after I've done a handful of interviews, and I can't explain it, but it almost feels cooler than it did before. Or maybe I just love the podcast. That honestly might be it. But similarly to each session with a client, I go in with a plan for the hour, a basic outline, depending on where we are in the 12-week program, if they've graduated out of the program, or if we're just coaching weekly or biweekly or once per month, or where we are with learning something new, or where we are with getting curious about the challenges that keep popping up week to week. I, I always have a basic outline for each session, but if a client comes in and I can instantly read their energy, or I can tell by their tone of voice that the plan I had in place will not be received to its fullest that day, I will go off book and I will go with what she needs in the moment. I mean, my job isn't to force someone into work that they aren't ready for. My job is to meet my ladies where they're at, at any given moment and help guide them through their self-love journey or their journey towards self-acceptance. But just like I have those outlines, I typically approach each episode like that as well. Outline, plan, but I'm going to be honest. Making that basic plan or that basic outline for this episode felt hard for some reason. And I realized that I have to meet myself where I'm at as well. So I'm going to take a risk with myself and I'm going to go off the cusp. So we all know I'm a really big fan of doing the work. If you could see me, I'm pure air quoting the work right now. Constantly, I fucking love feelings. I also pride myself on practicing what I preach, being a forever student of self-discovery. So I decided to commit a little over three months ago now to going on this retreat in St. Helena, California, Three months quickly turned into days, and I now leave tomorrow for nine days. And I will be completely off the grid. No phone, no Instagram, no iPad or online shopping in the morning. I don't even get my two-hour morning ritual, no working out. I'm being completely stripped of my routine. And for someone who is as routine-reliant as I am, I'd be lying if I didn't admit to being beyond nervous to surrender that control. But there's something inside of me that's pulling me towards this work. And it's telling me that I I have no choice but to commit to this process and to learn even more about myself than I truly ever thought was possible. So it's called the Hoffman Process. And it was founded in 1967 by this man named Bob Hoffman, And it's a week-long residential personal growth retreat, and it helps participants identify negative behaviors and moods and ways of thinking that developed unconsciously and then were conditioned way back when we were children. And the process is supposed to help you become conscious of and then disconnected from those negative patterns of thought and behaviors on a more emotional and intellectual, physical, spiritual level in order to make significantly positive changes in your life. 
you truly learn how to remove those habitual ways of thinking and behaving. And then in turn, you align with your most authentic self. And then you learn to respond to those situations in your life from a place of conscious choice. It's a lot of information, but it's very much an inward bound journey from head to heart. Hundreds of thousands of people have done the work. And I was actually, I mean, I was reading, as I would, a billion articles ahead of time. And so many people have even said that after the process, it's literally the best gift that you can give to yourself. My mom, my aunt, my brother, they all did the process themselves, actually separately, obviously, but all completed it. And and they too even said that it's truly life-changing. It's funny because that also makes me think of the conversation I had with Shanae about therapy and coaching and how people typically seek out this kind of work or help when something feels in crisis. Or people assume that in order to embark on this kind of journey with yourself, something has to be, you know, wrong. One of my best friends even responded to me when I told her I signed up for the Hoffman process. She said, is everything okay? Like, what's wrong? And I was like, that's the thing. Nothing's wrong. I've done a shit ton of work on myself already. And I think I'm aware of the patterns that hold me back in life. But there are so many that I'm not conscious of. Big ones, I'm sure. I mean, we all have them. And I just, I genuinely want to get to know myself, my entire self on a deeper level. And and not only for myself, but for all my relationships, for my career, for my clients and I can't do that without committing to more work. So I'm fucking going for it <laughs> wholeheartedly. I'm committing and I'm I'm beyond terrified. I actually didn't think I was nervous at all until this week. It really hit me, but I know I can't fuck it up. And I know that if I put in and commit, I will walk away with like a gold mine of personal growth. I also kind of feel it, it's it's an interesting feeling because I feel like I'm starting almost like a 12-week program of my own. I'm just condensing it into nine days. But because I feel like that and because of all these nerves and fears that are popping up, I, I wanted to sort of put myself through like session one. So this past weekend, I really sat down and I wanted to hone in on everything that was coming up and I wanted to be able to support myself a little extra or in a way that I would support a client who was getting ready to embark on their own journey of self-discovery. So if you've been following me on Instagram for a while, you've definitely read or heard me touch on something that I like to refer to as clearing the clutter. I've also briefly touched on something else that I do with clients. It's called the ritual of setting anchors. Both of these things we do in session one of a 12-week program. Let's start with clearing the clutter. So At a fundamental level, it can literally mean clearing clutter. Oftentimes people set goals. They think they've implemented the right new tools to achieve those goals, but they don't systematically or structurally change anything to make space for the new. So nothing ever actually happens to those goals. I mean, we couldn't move into a brand new apartment that still had all its old furniture in it with new furniture. We'd have to go out with the old to bring in the new. So Clients and I, we start with an open brainstorm and we list off things that could possibly be getting in the way of committing fully to themselves over the course of the 12 weeks together. Literal things in their environment or in their schedule, in their control that we can then remove. 
So let's say by me going to the Hoffman process, I'm about to take on a shit ton of new furniture. So this week, I decided that I would again practice what I preach and clear some clutter in my life so that I have space to take on all that I'm about to learn. I started with my favorite. I started with my closet. I donated six freaking bags of clothes and sent shit to my best friend who works for the real real so she could sign stuff for me. I I feel so productive after doing that. I just I love going through my closet. But then I moved on to my mind to get rid of some of that mental clutter that my nerves and my fears are hiding in. I personally love stream of consciousness writing. I absolutely love it. Free writes, timed. We used to do them in college and acting school, and that's when I fell in love with it. But in school, I'd be writing from the mind of my character. Now I get to write completely from my personal head to my personal heart. It's actually amazing. Amazing how refreshing it can be. This particular example of clearing the clutter is it's not one and done for me. I mean, I'll realistically even do it while I'm there. It allows me to be more present and and open with what's coming at me, the new information, the new environment, the personalities. But anyway, oh, (laughs) also, side note, I found out anyways isn't a word. And by adding an S to it, I'm literally making up a word. My brother-in-law listened to the first Just Jack episode and he's like, Hey, Jack, like, I loved it. I love you. But FYI, anyways, is literally not a word. I did a commercial also back in the day where my line was, what was your guy's budget? In the the commercial, I was interviewing this couple about buying a car. And it was a regional commercial. And on that, I said, what was your guy's budget? No one corrected me. The director didn't cut. They just aired the commercial. And I didn't even know it wasn't a real word until it went live. And then all my friends and family were cracking up. And I I will never, ever live that one down. So anyway, the other tool I love to pull out in bigger life moments or in times where I need a little more support outside of myself or even a small reminder, it's, it's, it's that thing I call anchoring. And an anchor is a physical object in the environment that serves as a reminder when I'm most afraid or I'm ready to walk away. It reminds me why I've made the choice. And now it's going to remind me why I've made the choice to go to Hoffman. It reminds me why I want to go into the unknown, take myself completely out of my comfort zone and learn more. It reminds me why I'm making the effort especially in the times when my inner critic, and that's been happening a lot, my inner critic is popping up and telling me that I shouldn't be going or I'm not going to be able to get through it. With clients, though, anchors also act as an extra level of accountability because as much as I would love to be there at every single moment of every single day in and out of our sessions, I obviously can't be. And most of the work is done in between the times I see them and don't see them. So An anchor can also be a good reminder to stay conscious and continue to make the choices that align with what you want for yourself rather than defaulting to old behaviors. So for myself, for this Hoffman process experience and leading up to it, I actually might need to do it after as well, but 
I'll probably have to set something new. So who knows? I'll, I'll reevaluate then. But for this specific moment in my life, I chose to set an anchor with this new butterfly necklace that my mom gave me recently. I wear the same love necklace every single solitary day. It never comes off. I work out in it. I sleep in it, shower in it. And, and I'm now wearing this butterfly as well. And every single time I need like an extra influx of motivation or a creative spark, sort of like, okay, yeah, I'm fucking nervous for sure, but I'm also really excited about committing to this work for myself. I, I grab it and then I feel it around my neck and I'm instantly comforted. I mean, other examples of anchors could be um, backgrounds on your phone. Like if you you set a lock screen, like a quote that's motivating you, or if you make a vision board and you set that as your lock screen or post-it notes around your apartment or in your car, or even songs. I love when clients set songs. I have a few who wake up to an alarm with their favorite song or a song that's an anchor, or maybe the song is the first song on a playlist. Um, that they listen to every single morning while they're getting ready or before they're going to work. But it's crazy that something as small as a necklace or a quote can help you feel less alone. So, yeah. That's where I'm at, babes. (laughs) I like to be honest with you at all times. And I will always, always, always tell you how it is. And right now... Right now in my life, I'm about to embark on probably the hardest journey I've set out on since, honestly, treatment for my ED. And so much is coming up for me. I am terrified, terrified to not communicate with the people in my life for that long. I mean, people are probably like nine days. That's not long. But for me, someone who lives on their phone, like I am terrified to not talk to them, to talk to not talk to my clients for that long. I'm scared. I'm honestly scared without being present on Instagram for that long. I won't be relevant. It's true. It's sad, but it's true. Like all of this shit is popping up for me. No matter how far down the path of self-worth and self-acceptance I am, this shit even pops up for me still. So as always, if you are feeling this way, you are not alone. But My advice wouldn't be and will never be to shame it or shut it up. My advice would and will always be face it. Find the source. Get to the bottom of what makes you you. So I will obviously report back. You will obviously hear from me when I am back. I honestly can't wait to share my experience with you guys. And honestly, I'm hopefully able to teach you some of the tools I'll, I'll walk away with that can help you when you realize personal patterns are popping up as well. Because the truth is, and I say this to clients, there is no end. It sounds so bleak, but the work, it, it never stops. We could always learn more. We could always dig deeper. Even for my inner babe, I've set... I've set her free, but I also make the choice every single day to evolve and grow with her. But that's just it. It's my choice. The connection I have with myself, even at a time that I can confidently say it's the strongest it has ever been, I am still making the choice to go further. 
And that's really fucking empowering. So no, I'm not, I'm not definitely not saying that we all have to go on a nine-day retreat to find our inner babes. I'm so grateful for this opportunity, but it definitely doesn't have to be that extreme. Just like I've said before, even by tuning into these episodes, you take a step, one step closer to your inner babe. And she's in there. And we will find her. And I promise if you keep listening, we'll set that bitch free. This episode was produced by Dante32.